You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. It's your boy Tom here, and we are back with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Ooh, look at Gary. Look at Gary rocking his flash bandana. He must have been, must have been came off a of wheat there, and we ain't going to go there. <laughs> well, we know it ain't do shit for his speed. <laughs> <laughs> do we know? Do we know, sir? Do we know? We don't we know. know. That. We know that for a fact. We know he ain't got any faster. I know you're going to ask us what we oh, did this week. Of course not weekend. faster. That's impossible for me to get faster. I was faster than you when I was in my heyday, so what do you want me to do? Oh. So, so wow. obviously, Gary, you had, a, you had a great Sunday night's rest, and you're still sleeping because you're dreaming, bro. <laughs> you are absolutely dreaming. I'm going to need you to, I'm gonna have to wake you up from this dream because what's a great dream to you is a nightmare for me, okay? So wake up. Wake up. I'm shaking you. Wake up. But <laughs> I have to say this. Um, I, I brought a little something extra to the uh podcast this Uh-oh, week. Oh, what you got there, D? I, I mean, you know, I got a little I got a little rum and limeade. Ooh. I know it's <laughs> hey, look, I know don't judge me. I know it's 12 o'clock on a Monday, <laughs> but I'm just letting you know I had a great, great, great weekend. Can't wait to talk about it. But I'm gonna let Gary go first though. Uh usually he lets me go first. Actually, I'm gonna let time go first. How about that one? And then I'll go. Well, you know, I'm just loving that football is back. Obviously, my Panthers, you know, just a, just a great all-around game for the Panthers. Taking down those fearless Jets. Like, you know, those Jet, the Jets were a really tough team. And we'll get to talking about them a little bit later. Because I know D'Angelo said he wanted to say a little something about his hometown love and pride. The Carolina Panthers. He put some gravy on that (laughs) (laughs) He put some gravy on that I'm also happy that fantasy football is back Because it is just so exciting To just spend all Sunday afternoon Ignoring my family, my wife Any responsibilities I have Just to keep up with other guys That are playing a sport And they don't have anything to do with me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because fantasy football is back, boys. Gary, tell us about your weekend. Uh, well, you know, my weekend, uh, it usually starts with a Friday night football game. So uh, we had, we had a football game this weekend. Hold, um, hold on. So going into this week, y'all were what, 2-0? 2-0, that is correct. Ooh, they undefeated. Now, I, I want to put this in perspective for all our listeners out there. They were one in however many games they played after that. So they won one game last year. We so won they're all last year. Y'all won how many? None last year. Oh, they didn't win any. Y'all went. Y'all went over. That is correct. So what's crazy is, is he sound like that's like something they've done before. Like I would have been freaking out had it been us, because we got a winning tradition at our high school. But we we I, we don't want to go there. But back to you, Gary. Uh, it, I thought it was me, and then it, you just interrupted. But okay. So <laughs> two and uh, zero. Two and zero. First so game. Two and y'all won. Uh, hold, hold on. Hold on, Gary. Before you give me this third game, first game, what did y'all win by? 56 nothing. Okay. So the team that y'all played was basically trash. Yeah, they weren't very good. Okay. Week two, what was the score? More athletic team, we won 40 to 23. More athletic team. What does this team, week three, bring 
to the table that we hadn't seen from the other two teams. So this team has more athletes, better players. Uh, they are a smaller school area too, so they're, they're sort of like in the middle of nowhere. Are they bringing a winning record into this? Because we're uh, we two and zero oh right now. I believe now. they were one and one. Okay, okay. So we got something to fight for. So okay, Correct. I'm trying to get us in this mindset. They got something to fight for. Correct. What happened? So. Uh, <laughs> So the game starts off. Well, we're at halftime. We're down sixteen nothing. So we didn't have a very good first half. Whoa! You got to remember, we fought for this game. We fought in this game. Okay. So we're down sixteen nothing at half. Okay. Well, I guess so, are they more athletic than you guys? So obviously, you going into it, I you think they're they're, they're bigger. They have bigger okay. guys. Bigger. Okay. Uh, Smaller school, but bigger guys. Yes. Yeah. Um. And so we're down 16 nothing, and uh, not playing very well the first half. Then What's we started the turning. So, so we started zero. So we started turning things. Speech? Well, that's the coaches. They do their job. They you don't say nothing. I want to hear what you give me only, at halftime. We down. I talk to the, the tight ends and H's, and I, I do it a different way. So what are you telling me? What are you? Ta- we're down 16 zero, bro. We got to turn this around against a just as athletic team as we are. What is Gary Barnish saying to my kid to get him hype? So for, for the H's, I'm making him laugh because at this point, you're down in yourself. Y'all, y'all haven't yeah, faced adversity right. yet. So I'm trying to cheer them up by you making good, them laugh, joking on them, you all good, that Gary. kind of stuff. And you then good. I'm like, hey, go out there, do your job. You know what to do. Everything's going to fall on you because our run game follows the H. So, like, that's what he, he, he runs our offense for us. So, I'm like, I like all it, you can do your job and we're good to go. Don't worry about anything else. And then I try to like pop them up by having fun with them. And then I made a bet with them before, uh, back in the first week. I said, hey, if they I'm go, I'm glad three that's and not oh, illegal, Gear. I'm glad that's um, not illegal. No, the bet is I made, I said, if y'all go three and oh, I'll take y'all the Y's and H's to an escape room. So I said, Ooh. just know right now y'all are down 16 nothing. This escape room's really far away. So if y'all want to do it, you got to turn it around. Ooh, so, dangling that carrot. So, 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 so just to bring out, bring y'all up to date. We we're in the locker room right now, down 16-0. We're two and zero. The school that we're playing is one and one. We we knew going into this that they had some athletic players, but you know maybe they're more athletic than we thought they were. So we're down 16-0. We ain't quite made a lot of mistakes, but we just hadn't executed. Gary gives us our speech. I got an escape room on the line. Now it's time for me. This second half better be magical, Gary. It so, better be fucking so magical. So the second half, uh, we we stall out the first drive. We, we stop them on defense. Or No, I think we ended up scoring the first drive. And then they had they drove down. I think they scored. And they kicked off to us, right? Yeah. It actually might have been the opening kickoff. I don't I don't know. No, they got the So ball. it's 23-7 right now. Something like that, yes. And 23-7. we run back the kickoff. 14-23. And the whole atmosphere changes on the sideline. Uh-oh. Everybody Uh-oh. Around. Uh-oh. 14-23. So, so we score again. 21-23. We are tied, and then we go into overtime. No. Hold up, Gary. Stop right there. You done passed over a whole bunch of stuff, bro. <laughs> you ain't finna do this to me. It had to be like some picks or some turnovers. <laughs> like you missing something in here. So we blocked you the punt. Go- okay, so you blocked the punt. Okay, blocked the all punt. right. Uh, so we blocked the punt, had short field, a lot of score. Okay. Uh, and so at that point, now it's it is... Uh, Did y'all have a kickoff return? We had a kickoff return and blocked punt for, for touchdowns. Touchdown. 
Yes. Okay. So okay. It's it's so twenty three twenty three. We go in. We in overtime. Yes, we're in overtime. That is correct. And uh, Gary, you better have some great news, bro. I'm gonna be so mad at you hyping me up right now. <laughs> I think what not been twenty three. I think it was. Whatever it is, it's tied. Yes. Yeah, whatever it is, it's yeah, tied. Whatever right. it is, it's so tied. who get the ball first? I what's the so rules in high school? I don't know the same rules. Same as college. But you start oh, okay, the 10 25, yard line start 20. 25. No, you start the 10. You start oh, the 10, 10 in high school, yes. Okay, so you start at the 10. That is correct. So we start off with the ball. Okay. And we score. No, 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 no. Give me the plays. You gotta give me the plays. I gotta you gotta I wanna see this. Okay. So I wanna cause you in overtime. Right we run to the left, lose two yards. Okay, that's the first play. And then the next play, we, I think we run up the middle, and we gain like four or five yards. Okay, so we on the four-yard line, third yep. down. And then, no, we're on like the six because we lost two. Oh, okay, yeah, and then, yeah. so, so we're on the six. now we see how they are, so we line everybody up on one side <laughs> and sell the run. And we Quarterback sneak. To we hit them with a slant for a touchdown. Ah, boy. Hey, stadium, you at home? We're at home. No, we're at their place. Ah, uh, okay. So the stadium quiet now. We so, quiet because we so, up. So we scored, and then now we now we go for two because we don't – our kicker uh, got hurt, so we couldn't kick the field goal, so we go for two. Hold on. And, hold on. Stop right there. You got to keep the – you got to keep it up. You got to keep yeah, – <laughs> no, no, so, we, so we go for two. Now that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about you got to keep the hype. You got to build the suspense, Gary. You saying it too fast. <laughs> you <laughs> so saying it too fast. I want to feel it. We scored a touchdown. Okay, we scored a touchdown. Now, we decided to go for two because we lost our kicker, so we're not going to kick a field goal. How did you? What like did the kicker get hurt during the game? Yeah, he got hurt. I think he he made a tackle, and it might have. I don't know what. I don't know. I just know he got hurt on it. So uh, we have to. We're going for two, and we run a we run up the middle. And we score. Okay. So we so, up eight. We up eight. We so we're up eight, right? So now they get the ball. They do a pass incomplete. They throw a fade incomplete. Then they run the ball at the middle. Gain like four yards. Okay. So they're on six. Third and then, six. Then, then they line up in a play. And uh, they ran on a tackle over whatever. Okay. And, they, and then uh, they release a guy to the left. And he outruns three of our guys, catches the ball for a touchdown. <sighs> In the corner. So now, oh, this two-point conversion is serious. See if it goes Aye. further overtime. Yes. Well, they line up, and they go to do a QB sneak to the right. Stupid. And it gets crushed by our outside linebacker, and we win 32-30. to 30. Aye, so That bro. is $1,500 right now. Wow. Hey, bro. Hey. Wow. Hey. Talking about gutsy, Gary. So, so we came back from 16 nothing at half, and we won 32 to 30. Hey, if I'm the kids, I'm like, hey, take me to my damn escape room right well, they came up to me now. After. They came up to me after. Ah, oh, bro, that's legendary right there, bro. At they crib. Gary is, the best, man. Gary's going to set up an escape room in his house so he ain't got to pay to take him to one. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Gary doing that. I can 100% Gary see Gary doing that. I do have an escape room game, by the way. <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> it's coming. Your house definitely has the ability to have all the rooms and hidden rooms and stuff that you can <laughs> But that is that was basically my weekend. I went grocery shopping, and then I uh, I bought some Legos. I actually called D about the Legos, and I ended up buying two myself. I ordered some off of Amazon, so 
I'm going to be doing some Lego stuff soon. And then I had football on while I played some video games. And that's about it, really. Hey, that's solid, Gary. That's a solid damn weekend. Oh, you going to love my weekend, Gary. Because <laughs> this is right up your alley. This is right up your alley, what I did this weekend. So I, I got the ultimate life hack because you made a phone call. And because you made that phone call, it absolutely freed me up for damn near the, the entire day. So Gary calls me. I'm going to tell you this chain reaction. So before Gary called me, I'm thinking, I'm like, man, when these games come on at 1 o'clock, these kids don't give a damn what time <laughs> the game come on. They want to watch, you know, Bluey, Blues, Clues, uh, whatever it is on TV, and they don't want to watch. They don't want to watch it on the TV in the room I'm not in. They want to watch it on the TV in the room I'm in. So, you know, I'm I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, what can I do to keep these kids busy while I watch the game and not be, you know, have to worry about chasing them around or answering ridiculous questions uh, or something like that? And the Lord, he'll do it. Phone ring. Boop, boop. Hello, Gary. Hey, man, you know, uh, these Legos, you know, blah, 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 blah. Thing, light, light goes off. I can get the Legos. We can glue them together because that's what's new. That's what's going to attract them in and keep them and hold them there. Just doing Legos, they do that all the time. They've never glued them before. So I was like, well, I'm going to add the glue in there, and that'll be just enough to keep their attention while I watch football. Bro, it worked like a charm. Life hack. So parents out there that are listening, <laughs> if you have a kid out there that like want to watch something different from what you want to watch, or you want to keep them busy for a very long time, get them in the Legos and then get them a Lego set every Sunday. So by the end of the week, they'll be done with that one for them on Sunday. So you, you get to watch all your sports you want to watch at 1 o'clock. So which ones did you get? So I got uh, Carnage. I got um, Venom. And I got uh, Batman. I, I was looking for the gauntlet and... Uh, we end up getting um, Gorda. Is that her, is that his name? The little the, the uh, child. From yeah, the child. The child from the Mandalorian. Yeah, but this is what I I think you guys are like right here. So went cycling this weekend. My wife, shout out to her. She hit a hundred miles in one week for the first time ever. Pretty excited about that. But uh, during the course of us riding, we had another bike accident. Uh, and when we had that bike accident, it was gnarly because it was a one bike accident that could have been way worse because it was it actually happened in the middle of the peloton. And the peloton is a group of cyclists that are cycling together uh, and they're drafting off each other. So the ones in the front are working the hardest. The ones behind them are not working as hard because they're working off their draft. Um, dude, she I. I think she was redlining, but I don't know. And redlining mean where you're right on the brink of like you're giving it everything you got and you have nothing else left, but you just right on the brink. So it's redlining meaning you like all you care about is like staying on and that you don't care about safety or anything else outside of that. You're just trying to keep pedaling and hold on as as much as you possibly can. Cyclists out there know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, we were in a we were on mile 13 in a 35 mile uh bike ride and i was like ooh this could get ugly but just like just kind of saying that not knowing i was foreshadowing something later 
we get to that 13th mile and we're climbing, man, and uh, we start to surge. And surge mean like the people in the front start going faster. So you now in turn have to go faster. You either have to stand up or would throw out some watts or something to stay on that wheel. And you don't want to create gapping. When she stood up the power, bro, her foot came out of the clip. And when her foot came out of the clip, it threw her balance off. And when it threw her balance off, she got caught on the rail in between her bike. She had one foot in, one foot out. And she was trying to steer the bike while sitting on the middle tube. And when she went down to sit on that middle tube, she it, she hit her forehead on the thing to hold the handlebars together and knocked her out cold. Ooh. Knocked her out cold before she even hit the ground. Knocked her out cold and it get, left her big gash in her forehead. And like she was bleeding everywhere, man. So cyclists, we get a shirt. We tie it around her forehead, apply compression. Uh, obviously we know she had a concussion because she was like concussed. Like everybody could see, uh, stood her up, you know, compressed her. She was looking for like a, uh, a couple of her friends when she came back and we was like, yeah, you know, we'll catch them when they come through, you know, in the next group. Cause it was a lot of cyclists out there. And, and what I love about the cycling community, and I, I really want to let y'all know this, that when we do have a cyclist go down and this was one of the few times that I've seen it where we we create like a kind of like a wall around the person that went down with our bikes and ourselves kind of standing around her to so people are not on cars like trying to stop and like look over or take pictures or something like that because it's a very embarrassing moment for the person that just went down because when she came to the first thing she said was i fell off my bike and we was like, yeah, it's a little more than that. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a very embarrassing time because that's not something that you try to do. And the first thing you see is like, did I take anybody down with me? And you was like, no, nah, it was just you. And, you know, it offered her some relief. And then she goes to say, like, yeah, this was my first time ever going down. I was like, man, if this your first time. <laughs> this is like yo welcome to cycling moment <laughs> this is this is rough does she ride with you all the time she does not ride with us all the, all the time i had no idea so there's different rides that we go to in different groups i i think this was her first time and i'm not really sure because we said what time we were going to go and i also said hey i'm gonna push the group a little bit faster not saying that i'm the reason why she went down but I said, I'm going to push the group a little bit faster. And everybody agreed, like, oh, okay, we're fine. I'm like, okay, cool. So we pushed the group a little bit faster than than some other times, but nothing like fast, you know? So it was, it was interesting because, and I tell my wife and I tell my friends, and my friends also tell me that cycle, when you're redlining or you, like, barely hanging on, just it's better for you to just drop off and struggle on your own than it is to try to hold that wheel because – you could become a, a literally a ticking time bomb because you're so tired and exhausted that you just safety's not even an issue. You're like, yo, I'm trying to hold his wheel. So have you redlined before yet? I hey, <laughs> uh yes, I have. Okay. I actually I redlined maybe two or three weeks ago. I took 14 days off the bike. I got back on the bike and I went to the Rock Hill ride and we were we were holding strong at like 22.7, 22.8. And I hadn't been on the bike in a while. And, and I can only hold it for like 16 miles. And I felt myself going there because I, I 
the the bike kind of like getting away from me. And I was like, I'm a chill. And I fell back. And I'm glad I did because the next week we had a guy red line and you don't even want to hear that story or do you want to hear that story? We can say that for next week. Okay. Uh, we don't want to take oh. the whole thing on, rec- on wrecking and cycling before we get to any other topics. Uh, Wouldn't that okay. just be typical for D'Angelo to hijack the podcast? Exactly. So that's why I said let's save it for next week. <laughs> so come back so D'Angelo can tell you the rest of the story. <laughs> Now, one thing I wanted to ask y'all about, did you guys see that hyper-realistic alternate reality, whatever you want to call it, Panther, that the Carolina Panthers introduced this week? I did. Bro, that was super, that was, that was stupid cool. Right? I, I, I can't make this up. Like, I, I've, a lot of people will call me a hater and say that, you know, I'm just a bitter player that uh, got cut or got fired or whatever terminology you want to use. But I just speak facts. I see things the way that I see things. I can only see them through my perspective. And I give you what I got from here. I'm not being a hater. I'm just being honest with you, okay? And if you don't like honesty, then you don't like hearing my voice. But with that being said, this Panther graphic that they released, bro, like, it, my kids was just like, damn, daddy, it's a Panther? Like, they didn't say damn, obviously, but they was like, it's a Panther in the stadium? Like, this, <laughs> they get that after the pandemic? I'm like, nah, it's just a Graphics, they had a lot of time at home, and they came up with it. But for them to be the first one to release it, too, they'll get credit for it for the rest of the season. And, I mean, going forward, it'll be a trivia question. I definitely enjoy it. I thought it was a good little mix-up because I don't think anybody expected that. That was also the best thing from that game, too. I was about to say, my Panthers, you know, it it, it got close there at the end. I got a little nervous, but – to beat a team as highly touted as the Jets, we'll take that. And and D'Angelo, you know, I don't know if this is the right time or not to talk about it, but um, you want to talk about the legend thing first? You want to talk about the Panthers? Well, ju- I, just just I know you said that the Jets are highly talented and they're like they're, they're super great team and all that stuff. Yeah, super that's in this that's prediction. in the same realm as how Space Jam is just the new Space Jam is just as good as uh, Pocahontas and all that kind of stuff. So it makes no sense, but okay. So you don't want to dive into this game. You want to just kind of slide over that. What what, what you want to do time? We're going to go in the direction that you want to go to. Well, well first, you know, first thing I want, well, you know what, let's just go ahead and talk about this Panthers game. D'Angelo, tell me, because I I noticed this week that uh, um, somebody got some Panthers gear sent to him. Uh, a, a Panthers legend. Just for reference, here. he wasn't the only one. I just didn't post mine on social media. Oh, you got some too? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, never mind. Yeah. I don't feel as good about it now. <laughs> yeah. but, First time bubble, but baby. That, <laughs> but even even with that being said, I, I, I do want to say this again. I have no problem with the Carolina Panthers. I, In fact, um, you know, they don't even occupy space in my head anymore. They used to, I'm not going to lie, but it's over with and done with everybody that was there to did what they did got fired. But I still have a little, um, a little wonderment or bewilderment or whatever, however you want to, uh, coin it with, you know, nobody reaching out or, I mean, should I reach out to them? I don't really know, you know, how that process worked. Like, Hey man. You know, uh, I, uh, you know, I played there, you know, and, and I'm not talking about from this legend side, Gary, where, you know, they sent us, you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So it's, it's, it's just interesting. But with that being said, let's talk about this Carolina Panther game. 
and I want to hit you with some beautiful numbers here because the New York Jets is a prominent NFL football team. They rank number one in no categories. They rank number two in no categories. In fact, let me make sure I get this perfectly clear with y'all. They rank last in every statistical category last year, and we didn't expect them to be any better this year. Okay, I just want to make sure that we point that out. I don't know where time come with what he was saying, but he was dead wrong. He's, uh, he's the type of guy that's got to defend his his team or his guy no matter what, even when it's completely wrong. So we talk about Sam Darnold. Uh, according to Vegas, we were only a three and a half point favor, so we covered that. So the way I that's look not at a it, good sign for you then. <laughs> the way I look <laughs> at it, we did our part. So so with that being said. Because we're talking about the New York Jets and the Carolina Panthers beating them, I want to make sure that we talk about this score. Because you would think that the Carolina Panthers come in and they beat this team 45-6, 32, you know, down 0-16, have a success story like Gary, like, and come back and win that thing. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady, last drive, come back, win it uh, over the Cowboys with a, with a kick. No, 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 no. 19-14, clean game. Sam Darnold, I have been saying for a very long time. When they, when, they, when they signed him, I sent out a tweet and I said, one man trash is another man's treasure until he finds out that it was trash the whole time. With that being said, I'm, and when I say trash, I'm not saying that this guy shouldn't be in the NFL. What I'm saying is this guy shouldn't be a starter in the NFL. His ass should be somewhere on the bench with a clipboard helping the other coaches train somebody that's better than him is what I'm saying. He has a job with the Carolina Panthers, and everybody said that Sam Darnold is going to be the one that lead them to the promised land. This is why I have an issue and why I'm upset and how I know that Sam Darnold is not the guy, and he just peaked. And from here on out, you're going to get trash Sam Darnold. Going into this game, when a team released you, just like when we played the Carolina Panthers in the preseason and we had an opportunity to play them in the Super Bowl, I really wanted to get to that Super Bowl because I wanted to show Carolina, hey, I want to show what you got rid of. With that being said, Sam Darnold went into this game with a chip on his shoulder. And that chip on his shoulder, yeah, they won the game, but what does his numbers look like? 24 for, good. 24 for 34 for 279 and one touchdown against the New York Jets, the dead last team in the entire NFL, and you win 19-14? I don't care if you were shaking off Russ. Couldn't you say in that same token, though, that the Jets should probably know Darnold better than any other team knows Darnold? No, you can't say that in the same breath because it's <laughs> a completely <laughs> different offense. Like New England and all the other teams knew Tom Brady when he went to Tampa Bay and he still won a Super Bowl. So when you comparing quarterbacks or you comparing other players, I'm not comparing them to some common household name. I'm comparing them to the guys that are planted at a high level at their level in their position. So Sam Darnold is not that quarterback. Everybody thought that it was a good signing for – I don't know how they thought – that Sam Darnold was a better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater. But I, I digress. He stepped out there, and he did what I thought he was going to do. 
He was going to hand the ball off to Christian McCaffrey and he was going to throw the ball to Christian McCaffrey because it's easier. And we all know that there's not a linebacker in the NFL that can cover Christian McCaffrey. So because we know that he's going to be my safe and I'm going to throw the ball to him. You know, Michael Vick, you know who his safety was? Algie Crumpler. You know, all these quarterbacks that are mobile quarterbacks who their favorite target is tight ends. Guess what? When Cam Newton was in Carolina, guess who went to the Pro Bowl damn near every year because that was his safety valve. Well, as long as Christian McCaffrey is there and Sam Darnold is the trash quarterback that we know that he is, he's going to continue to throw the ball to Christian McCaffrey because that's his safety zone. There's no way in hell you can tell me against the New York football Jets we should have been throwing the ball to Christian McCaffrey that many times where we could have just stretched and threw the ball down the field. You just said that there ain't nobody that can cover him. So I'm I'm against you only on the fact I don't think Sam Darnold's trash. I think he was with Adam Gase, who is a terrible coach and lived off of being the offensive coordinator for Peyton Manning's offense. And and he had no idea because you saw what Adam Gase did nothing in Miami. He did nothing in the Jets. And I think starting Donald's a bad situation there. I think I think he'll be serviceable. I don't think he's going to lead anybody to the promised land, but I think he will be better than a lot of people think uh, because I don't think he had a good showing with the Jets. I don't think he was set up for – I think he has the ability to be set up decently here because he does have McCaffrey. I do think that they could have won by more, but it's the first game of the year. Who knows? You also have – Nobody expected Houston to come out and blow out the Jaguars. Houston is literally the worst roster on the, on in the NFL. They don't even have their starting quarterback. They've started Tyrod Taylor, and they blow out and destroy the Jaguars, who everybody was hyping up because of Urban Meyer, hyping up because of Trevor Lawrence, and all that kind of stuff, and they blew them out. And when you were talking about numbers, you could say the same thing. Uh, with Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson was 18 for 23 for 250. That's that's very similar to Sam Darnold numbers. Well, let's talk about bro, our DA's They played the boys. Indianapolis coach, bro. We're right. talking about the Jets and the coach. Was the coach not a – was they not a playoff team last year? Their defense is all right, but, I mean, here's the thing. Look at – you're right, you're right. The defense matters, but, you know, this year, teams get better. Ben Roethlisberger was eight. Bro, hold up. Let me make sure I get this straight. You're, 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 this is the, – the, the stance that you're going to take right now is that the Panthers – I mean, not the Panthers, but the Jets got so much better from last year to this year that it's it's like that they were they deserved to have a 14-19 game against y'all or us. Well, that's how I see you, D. Yes, against us. Uh, is we 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 could have played better. We didn't score very well in the second half. Our offense is coming together. Sam Darnold didn't do a bad job. It's not like he was a turnover machine. Like he was in New York, uh, he played well. He used his best weapon, which is Christian McCaffrey. I don't see why you wouldn't. Why? I mean, that's like Curry not to shoot threes. Like only drive, Steph Curry. Don't you dare shoot a three, bro. This is not what this is. This is the opposite. Because Steph Curry shoots threes. That's what he does. Steph Curry shoots threes, and you don't. You don't. You you tell him no. Don't drive. Shoot threes. Do what you're best at. And you know right. what Christian McCaffrey is? So why would he not throw to Christian McCaffrey? That, you, if I throw the ball to you nine, ten times and you're my leading reception leader, that means that I couldn't throw the ball down the field. So what that tells me is one or two things. One, 
the quarterback never looked downfield, or two, your wide receivers wasn't getting open. And we know damn well that you have receivers that are good enough to be or open. Three, and he missed a lot of open receivers. Offensive line might not be giving him enough time as well for some of those. Our offensive line is still coming around. But you know what? I think that my Super Bowl pick still looks good. I didn't think you're terrible. Still looks good, boys. I, I just want to tell everybody before we continue, uh, before we started the podcast, uh, D'Angelo said he expects huge things from the Browns. He thinks they're going to go further than Pittsburgh. So enjoy that one. Pittsburgh. No, I'm not wow. <laughs> I did not say that. I'm I'm just repeating exactly what was that. said. I didn't wow. think he, I didn't think anybody would bring that up, Gary. I'm shocked you told everybody he said that. I, I had but, to give the truth. But, he but says he's all about the truth. But with that being said, Tom, and I'm not I'm ignoring Gary. With that being said, Tom, I wanna I wanna ask you, what did you see out of the Jets that you were just like, wow, they have really come a long way? And don't say Zach Wilson, because he didn't. I wasn't impressed with him at all. But actually, I take that back. I was. For a rookie, I was very impressed with him because this is the same position that the quarterback of the opposition, uh, he was playing. So it's, it's, it's very interesting that he did the same thing, uh, basically, that the quarterback did with him with, quote, unquote, more help. Right. I mean, I'm not saying that the Jets have taken some huge strides. Uh, I'm just, I just think honestly, there was multiple opportunities that we could have scored more than we did. Uh, we just didn't. Um, but I think that our offense is going to be coming around. We have all the weapons. You saw that today. Roby Anderson had one catch for 57 yards and a touchdown. That's how explosive he is. McCaffrey is what McCaffrey is. Everybody knows what McCaffrey brings to the table. So I don't think there's any questions there. DJ Moore, uh, you know, killed it with his receptions. And then Terrace Marshall Jr., somebody a lot of people were talking about, rookie receiver, might as well be a tight end. And it's just like they have weapons. So I, I'm I'm liking where we're going. My 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 big thing is it's just week one. It's week one. No time to panic. It has nothing to do with week one. It has everything to do with the fact that y'all played the fucking Jets. Okay, let's make sure we point that out, Tom. That's what the issue is. It's not that it's week one. It could have been week 17, bro. If you play the Jets this close, and you better not say that, man, the Jets going to shock some people this year. No, they're not. They, the Jets are going to do what the Jets are going to do, just like the Miami Dolphins did a few years ago when they went 0-16. The Jets, they will be so lucky do you, to win Do you think the Titans are going to be trash this year because they got destroyed by the 49ers? No. Exactly. So one game don't make. We're it not up. talking about the same thing, though. We're talking about the quality of teams. Yeah, we know that the 49ers was a playoff team, and they're gonna continue to be a playoff team because they are a good team. You didn't beat a good team. Also, uh, or yesterday, so, you didn't beat a good team yesterday. Somebody didn't watch football because the 49ers did not play the Titans. But good try. I mean, not the not not the Titans. No, you didn't say that. That was time said. I that. mean, I mean the I meant to say the Cardinals. I mean, yeah, you did not say the Cardinals. See, Cardinals. the whole thing is D's on a high horse because the Steelers upset the Bills. Everybody right. thought the Bills were going to beat the whoa, Steelers. Whoa, so whoa, 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 high horse whoa. over here. What do you thinking, mean upset? Upset. What are you talking about? Upset. The Bills are projected you, to win. Who did I look? Who did I tell you was going to shock the world? Who did I tell? Not necessarily shock the world that they was going to do what they was going to do. The Pittsburgh Steelers. But you know who you roll with? You know the who Packers. you roll with, don't you? Yeah. Packers. The Packers. Just, just know that I'm one to know. But but with that being said, bro, 
you know, it's going to be good. It's going to be all right. But, yeah, I saw that game, and I thought to myself, I was like, yeah, I wasn't expecting the Arizona Cardinals to step up and ball like that. That was probably my shocking like I'd have never guessed that because it normally take a while to like jail and everybody got D hop eight, everybody ate and you know, he distributed the ball But that, that quarterback over there, man, you know, once you get one or two years in this league, man, and you kind of feel how it is, then you can go, then you can go. And, and, and that's the thing, you know, the, you know, the ones that are younger that, you know, if they develop in, you know, the second, third year, and they just pop out of there. You just like, whoa, that's crazy. But the ones that the late bloomers, like we still, still waiting on Sam Darnold to bloom. Wait, well, no. I, I don't know if you saw my boy LeBron James, so that I can make sure I mention his name on this podcast. He tweeted out that that boy Chandler Jones is going for Defensive Player of the Year. He had five sacks. I think that's where a lot of today's, uh, you know, surprise came from from the Cardinals is their defense. I don't think anybody had any questions about their offense because their offense. Obviously has the weapons. Well, well, that I'm, defense showed out. I'm excited to see Joe Burrow's back, and he got the win in overtime. But he got the win. He pulled the Browns. We got. He pulled the uh, Broncos. Got the win in overtime. Broncos, the Browns, or the Bengals? The Bengals pulled the Broncos, <laughs> who is who I am. Oh, and won in overtime. Oh, sir. okay, I got you. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I see what you're saying. You go in high well, school. Well, here, I respect I, it, but but I don't with want that, to spend too much more time on this because I know we got we got our game of the week that we want to spend time on. Yeah, so I, I was going back to the legends thing. Uh, so as it relates to legends, so no, no, the Car- I, I want I want time to give his question though because he had proposed a question to us. Yeah, here's my question. So I was just sitting there on the internet this week. I don't remember what it was that triggered it, but something on my newsfeed just made me think: Do people hand out the legend status too easily these days? Have you ever been in a situation where you're seeing somebody like has been given the title of legend and then you're like, why are they a legend? Like, I think, I mean, you got a shirt uh, from the Panthers this week, D, saying that you were a Panthers legend. Yeah. I, but they won't say it in public. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, so when it comes to like the legend, like you're talking about football, like a shirt or whatever like that, every team's going to do something like that because you are part of the history of the team. So you're yes. a legend of the team. But now, if you talk about real legend, that's a whole nother level. I think right. most teams, because you're not going to give them an oh, alumni shirt. They know they're not going to wear something like that, but it, a legend sounds better. And plus, there actually is a community of the NFL legends community. It's like another player personnel or a PA for, for the legends community, which is former players. But no, I, if you're talking about like the legend title, I do think it gives, is given out too often. Gary, do you think D'Angelo's a Panthers legend? I would say yes, because it's a young franchise, and he is one of the top backs in the history there. And him and Jay Stu are the only running backs, I'm pretty sure, in NFL history to both rush for over 1,100 yards or something like that. Yep. Led yeah. by me, Jeff King, and Dante Rosario blocking with the O-line. No big deal. <laughs> I, I, also, I also think that Gary is a legend because he's obviously a part of the team, and he was a part of that legendary force that was smash and dash in Carolina. So, yeah, I, I, I honestly – but I think D'Angelo, are you a Carolina Panthers legend? No, I, I don't think so. But I, I mean, it's just what? Yeah. So I don't act all humble now. No, I have a problem with this. So <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what my problem is. I and it's 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 very bad. If you get paid to do said job, 
and you do it, then like like even people when they say, hey, you know, are medical professionals heroes? And I'm like, but they're getting paid though. I, I grew up looking at heroes. They they never once exchanged money unless they was Deadpool. Like if you look at all the the movies, you never once saw. Uh, 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 we don't even know what Bruce Wayne did. Does anybody know what Bruce Wayne did? Like what was his job? He ran the company. What company? That's my whole point. Wayne Enterprise. My, my, what's, what did Wayne Enterprise do? Was they a technology? Tech was they a like? We, we don't know. But with that being said, I just told you, you never, all of it. You never saw any of the superheroes get paid. So when you say heroes, it's like it's it's and it goes back to like legend with me. Like if you're paid to do a job, it's it's tough because you're the best right now, but you won't always be the best. Like Usain Bolt, for instance, like he's he's a legend, pure sprinter. But at some point, somebody's going to break his record, just like the record he broke before that. So with that being said, you you're, you're kind of sitting around waiting on the next best, and and based in this category, you don't know because opportunities, decisions. There's a lot that go into this. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, I, there's a lot of guys that I saw on our team and on other teams that wasn't good, but they got more opportunities than everybody else, and that in turn translated into a Hall of Fame, or it translated into like them being really good, but they had the more opportunities. Gary gets what I'm saying. Well, I always, I always point out multiple times that I've seen players on our team get cut because they weren't considered good enough, and then they go be all pro, pro bowlers on another yes. team. A prime yes. example, which D will know, Evan Mathis. He was on the uh, Carolina O line, and well, he, he was, was terrible because he wasn't good. Went to Philly, and he balled out one of the highest paid guards. And one of the best players for Eagles interior O line and played Pro Bowls and All Pros, but he wasn't good enough to be on the Carolina Panthers O line, and that's yeah. just because of the evaluators. I don't think it's because of his talent. He wasn't given the opportunity right. to play. And when I say he was trash, the only I never saw him. So because I never saw him, I and and a great again I use trash like very easily. It, it doesn't take much for you to be trash. You can miss a jumper. You can go 17 for 18, but if it's a clutch jumper, you trash. Now, I'm just letting you know. That's I'm putting it in perspective for the people out there listening when I say somebody's trash. They're just not good. They're not as good as I think they should be playing at the level that they're playing. Trash. Uh, <laughs> so, But with that being said, though, Gary, like we did. we Evan Mathis, bro, when he went to – was it the Bills? No, he went to Philly. Well, when he went to Philly – we were like, yo, did you see Evan like got paid, bro? And they was like, yeah, he's good too. And I was like, where was that at in Carolina? And it had nothing to do with his playing ability. It had everything to do with the opportunity that he was given. Yep. And and that's the thing is like, especially like in the NFL, you have people that are evaluating talent that haven't played the sport, haven't played the position. Or so I have no idea. They're just basing it off of what they see and a short tape, and that's it. You're not watching the practices. And when you do watch practice, you don't get to watch them do anything. You watch them do scout team, which is not actually running any plays that you actually do, that they're lear- learning on the fly. And I think that's the thing is there's so much – it's all about opportunities. If you don't get an opportunity, yes. you're, you can never get a chance. Like I'll, I'll use Gronk as an example. Gronk – if if he wasn't on another if he wasn't with Tom Brady, do you think he would still be Gronk? 
I think he'd still be a good tight end, but I don't know if he would be considered Gronk as he is. Tom Brady helped him a lot, and he was in the same offense and all that kind of stuff. So I think he had a great opportunity because of where he was at, and he got got, got a fortunate aspect. Now, if just like Dallas Clark, you didn't really hear of Dallas Clark after Peyton Manning left Indy and Dallas left Indy. You never really heard of right. Dallas Clark anymore because he didn't have the same people around him. I think that plays a big part into all the positions it's just getting that opportunity to show you can play. But I have a question for you, Time, since you're the huge Carolina Panther fan. Because I want to hear your unbiased opinion. Don't just because D'Angelo's on here. Who do you think is the best running back in Panther history? I know because a lot of people like to say Stewart because he has more yards and all that kind of stuff. People don't like to hate on D because how soft he is about certain things that happened in the past in Carolina. But as a fan, unbiased, just because you know D, I don't want you to buy no bias. He ain't gonna get mad. Just I want your honest opinion. Who's the better back? Uh, well, in your me, eyes, even before even before you got, I knew you guys. I had always thought D'Angelo. Um, I do think Christian McCaffrey has an opportunity to surpass him. Correct. Um, but yeah, for right now, for me, it's D'Angelo. Okay. I was just wondering, cause I, I think if you ask a lot of Panther fans, you'll get some that will say D, but I think a lot might say Stu just because he never had the little salty breakup that D had at times. So I think a lot of people hold resentment towards him because of that. You, you didn't, you didn't ask me who mine was. Yours is, uh, Deshaun Foster. Uh, Bianca Batuka. No, no, it's. <laughs> My my favorite running back is Nick Goins. Um, Nick's a good dude. Yeah, Nick's a real good dude, man. And not only was he a good dude, like he kind of took me under his wing when I got there, and he was a special teams guy and kind of showed me the rope. So I had a lot of respect for that guy and still have a lot of respect for him. So Nick Goins, just from the relationship and the things that he showed me, man, I, I can never repay that. So he'll have to be my the best running back in Panther history. Which well, makes who- sense. Who who do you speak while we're on this? Who do you think is the face of the Panthers franchise? So who's the number one player in the, all of the history of the Panthers? Because they actually released a list not too long ago, and there was a lot of debate. Julius Peppers. I would say it was either going to be Peppers, Steve Smith. Smith. Steve Smith it's going to be one of those two. Yeah, I think it's Cam Newton, and the reason I say that, I do. I like Pep. He's probably one of my favorite. Um, and then Smitty, obviously, he is what he is. But Cam Newton uh, took us to Super Bowl, was our first MVP. So Smith. Our first and MVP. Pat. I know, but but there's, you know, the, let's not act like quarterbacks in, and it's not the most important position uh, in football, right? <laughs> I mean, I got a running back and a tight end right here with me. Can y'all agree that quarterback is the most important position in I football? Would, I would disagree just because the Baltimore Ravens proved you can win with a quarterback doing nothing in Trent Dilfer. Okay, so you're going to have me like one or two or three examples, but besides that, who, who, who's been dominating the past decade? I, Tom, I, Brady. I'm, I'm, Tom Brady. I'm, look, Tom, I'm with you. I, I do agree that the, the number one position on the field is the quarterback position. I, I'm going to give you that. I agree. No, I'm, Do I don't I, disagree. I'm just saying it can happen, though. Right. Yeah, it can. Well, I didn't say it can't happen, but overall, quarterback is the most important position. Again, those years, though, do you think that year that they went to the Super Bowl, you think they go to the Super Bowl if the defense doesn't play the way they play? No. Hell no. Right. I mean, they got a, so many more extra possessions because of that. I agree. It's a team sport for a reason. But, you know, it's called what it is. Cam Newton had an MVP season, played out his mind, and. 
we went to the Super Bowl, almost went undefeated. You know, we're pretty close. So I'm still Julius Peppers or Steve Smith. All, All right. right, I'm gonna go All with right. that. All right, well, well, we just want to sign off with that question. We got the legend himself, D'Angelo Williams, and we're- the legend himself, Gary Barnage. <laughs> The legendary and the uh, Rex still. star himself, time. <laughs> he ain't no damn Rex star, bro. I, I got. Am, let I me tell you something. Hype him up a little bit. Look, That's right. I, no, 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 Gary. I gotta Church let you lead. know this. So, so I had to. I, I sent out a little kite. Sent out a little birdie because you know time get kind of reckless on here when you talk about athletic ability and his hoop skills and stuff like this. Wait, what he hadn't told you is he been on a drought at the rec center here as of late. I'm talking about drought like he probably should just put the basketball down, go home. You mean drought like, like I had been out there? <laughs> like I'm talking about they said it's been real bad. And apparently his jump side is suffering from it. Something about the pandemic. Uh, some, it, it, all these excuses. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, all these excuses that he can possibly come up with. But the, the, the point of the matter is, is that the word I've gotten back, even when he was at his peak, and he called himself so-called good, he was very average. So I, I'm just letting you know that average was the highest he ever got as it related hey, to basketball. I got to do, do it one time for the average Joes. That way, whenever I knock both of y'all out in a basketball tournament, it'll be like, wow, the average Joes can beat the okay, If you're the 15th man on your team and your team knocks no. us out, does not oh, make no, no, you no, 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 no. I, I will be the reason you guys are out. We'll make sure. <laughs> All right, so so Gary, what 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 did you have for us today? So uh, nobody wants to ask me what I got, then, huh? Screw well, me. Well, we don't have much time. You y'all talk too much. Can I can I can I just ask my question, Gary? I because I, I, I really want to know. I, I really want to know this because it's been driving me insane. So for a week now, um, and I know you guys have not seen Handmaid's Tale, but for a week now, it popped up in my head that. This is insane to me, and I don't quite understand this, but y'all can help me. So I'm I'm going through social media like everybody else, and I'm swiping through, and I'm swiping through. And like this concept kind of pops up, and it makes me think about this other concept. The question is this. The person that administers the deadly dose uh, to carry out uh, um, a state-ordered sentence that's an executioner and a lethal injection because you got the death penalty. Are they considered a killer? No. I'd say no because it's a legal form and you're, you're putting somebody to death that has earned that sentence. It's not unwarranted. Okay. So if, (laughs) wow, Gary. Okay. Tom, what you got? Wow. (laughs) <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a. That's a, it's a t- you don't get a, a skirt. You're going to answer this right, question. Yeah, like, just like the executioner that when they was hanging people back in the days that pulled that lever and are, are they. No, the see, ex- no, no, see, I think that's a little different just because back then people were put to death for stealing uh, a piece of bread because they needed food to eat. There's a difference between now and then. If somebody gets lethal injection because they killed seven people, that person is not a murderer. That in, that and usually it's not even people. It's a machine doing it. They're not the the person does not do anything. 
Now you can say that if they were, they were still doing the electric chair when they had, had somebody to flip the switch, that'd be a different. But now with the lethal injection, it's all computer. They don't actually have a person doing it. They have a person okay. come in and check the pulse. But I would say back in the day, I yeah. would say, yes, they'd be considered a murderer. But you don't ever know who they are because they wore the hood for a reason. But it was only in the case of if they were if somebody was getting killed because of, oh, we stole bread because we were hungry. That stuff was not a reason for you. to. I would say the murderer is the person that sentenced them, not that carried out the execution because he's just doing that's his job. So so what if I say I call bullshit on what you're saying? Because here's the thing. If back in the days you knew the penalty for stealing regardless of how egregious or how bad it is, you knew that the consequences of this is a public hanging. Mm -hmm. So then it's, it's, it's no different from times right now because you know what the rules and laws are, regardless of how ridiculous we think the rules and laws are. Those were the rules and laws. So because they did it, you're saying that this guy, I would say no, because he's carrying out his job. That was his job. Okay. So now he was paid to do that job. Right. This is the question that I have within that question. What application do you fill out to get that job? Like, where where do you go to say, hey, like, how do you know that that's something that you want to do? Like, man, when I grow up, I want to be an executioner. Well, I want to be the one that are you pushed into those roles? I think that was more back in the day you would have that. But it wouldn't have been resumes back then. Now, like I said, it's all computer, I think. If it comes to like the person that if they were still doing an electric chair pull and they'll switch, I think that's usually just a cop or somebody that's that works at that jail that dealt with that was there. So that would be encompassed into what your scope of work is at that facility. Now, back in the day, I'm sure it was just the biggest looking guys. They were the, because if they did the, the beheading, they had to be strong enough to do that blow in one hit. That's what they would like to do. But, but how do you sign up for that job, though? Like, I don't oh, think man, they were signed. I think they were chosen here. by the kings and queens or whoever was running everything. They picked who it was, and you didn't have a choice in the matter. Bro, that's crazy. I couldn't wrap my mind around it. I, I went down this dark hole this that's weekend. That's me guessing. I don't know for sure. That's just a guess. Okay. Because, you know, even back in the days before they started using a machine to give you this lethal injection, I always wonder, like, damn, how do you know that you're good at like, how do you even know you good at that job? You know yep. what I'm saying? Because even if you miss the vein, the drugs are so deadly, you're going to die anyway. It's just going to be more excruciating. I, I just, I, I, I think about these things, bro, because, you know, when you unemployed and you sitting back and you watching football and the commercials come on, you trying to escape the commercials because half of them don't make sense. So then you start thinking about. <laughs> so your mind like jumps to execution. Yes, it jumps to that, man. It <laughs> jumps to that. I, I know exactly what commercial I saw that did make me in turn jump to executions and not making it make sense. Do you want to know what commercial that was? Yeah, what was it? It was the Tom Brady subway commercial. Tom Brady, I thought it was like a luxury car commercial and he was promoting subway and he doesn't eat bread. So (laughs) I'm like, this makes no sense at all. And, And then it led me to down that rabbit hole of Commercials. And can like, you walk us through your brain? Can like so tell us okay. how you Tom Brady Subway nine bread. Uh, okay, to, uh, to to where execution. So, so I'm thinking about that. I was like, dude, these commercials are stupid. 
Like, it makes no sense. Like, you have to wait to the end to see what the catch line is. Like, it could be a dude standing outside holding the head in his hand, like, because the guy just got his head chopped off from an execution. And I'm just like, dang, why would anybody want to execute anybody? Like, how you sign up for that job? And, like, it go from there to it just jump around. But then I circle back around. Like, it could be a guy standing out there holding the head. He bleeding. And he opened his mouth, and it's like a Winterfresh commercial. And you just like, that was a long way to get there. You, you don't ever know what the commercial's promoting. But I think the reason why they do it that way is just because it sticks in your mind. You're like, why is that this commercial? And makes you want to talk about it because you're bringing it up. So obviously that ad worked and stuck in your head to question why is this a Subway commercial, but Subway's in your head now. Not that yeah. you're going to go to it, but it did its job in making you think about Subway. So for the rest of the day, you're going to have Tom Brady's foot long stuck in your stuck in your brain. No, that's not what I said. <laughs> I didn't have that stuck in my head. I had the execution <laughs> and all that other stuff stuck in my head. You're trying to be funny, Tom, and that's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So, uh, well, yeah, we are running low on time, Gary. Did you? Uh... All right, we'll just save for next week. I guarantee we'll have stuff to talk about then about it because I guarantee there'll be stuff that happens in college football that will bring it up again. Well, then give the people uh-huh. a little teaser about what. So I had a, but I had a, I wanted to find out their opinions and thoughts on what can be done about the targeting rules and the helmet-to-helmet rules in the NFL because I just saw one play in the Ole Miss-Louisville game where a linebacker literally form-tackled the running back in the middle of the field, and because the running back lowered his head to run through the guy, their helmets hit side-by-side, and he got targeting. It made no sense because he didn't leave his feet. It didn't do anything wrong. He did the perfect tackle, but because the running back lowered his shoulder and his head dropped because of it, he got penalized. And it's just something that I think we should talk about and discuss because it makes zero sense. All right, Gary. Well, I think we can get to that next week. Uh, D'Angelo, you, you good to go? I yeah, yeah, I'm good to go. I just got one more question, man. It's a All good right, question. I'm going to mute you because uh, you always love to make it the Cinnamon Show. So we'll <laughs> save that for next week so we don't have to hear any more Cinnamon this episode. All right. I mean, do you want to do you want to give us a, like a Reader's Digest one sentence? Highlight no, about what's muted, so no. Oh, uh, so we want that. Okay, all right. Well, we appreciate you tuning in to another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Gary, you gonna sign us off since Daniel's muted? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast, featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 